one of the documentaries I think anybody interested in entrepreneurship should watch is called uh, the, Divi- the, the Defiant Ones. It's on HBO. And part of the reason I loved it so much is because Jimmy Iovine um, plays a, a, a large part in the documentary. And he's one of these guys that has just a very unique life story at 22 to 23 years old before he, before he was like in his late teens, early 20s, kind of like, you know, for lack of a better word, like a loser, didn't really have much going on, uh, winds up finding himself in the music industry, becomes a record producer. He starts working with people like Bruce Springsteen and John Lennon, uh, John Lennon. Uh, then he winds up founding one of the most successful record companies of all time. Uh, then he starts businesses with artists and one of those is beats by dre and he sells it to uh to apple for like three billion dollars so this guy just has a, a rather unique life experience so um complex the media company did and does a series called blueprint and they interview people I, th- I think almost everybody they interviews in the music industry they talk about like what are the ideas they use to to achieve what they achieve so i just want to run through the notes i took on this video and he's asked the question, he's like, well, you didn't excel in school and you got fired from your first few jobs. Like, what changed? And uh, Jimmy's answers, I think it's the most important idea, which I'm going to talk about in a, in a minute or two. But he says, I had a lot of insecurities and a lot of fear. I had to learn to understand and use my fears. That's a really important point. I'll elaborate that in a minute. So he talks about, like, uh, you know, he didn't really have any skills, so he had to distinguish himself one way, and one way was doing whatever was necessary to succeed. So he says, the owners of the studio, the people he was working for at the time before he was a producer, asked me to come in on Easter in 1973 to answer the phones. My mother thought it was a bad idea. I went anyway. I was like, I will do anything. It turned out they were testing me. So he starts working at the studio as an hourly employee, winds up... Uh, being able to start producing music because of that one opportunity. So it says at 22 to 23 years old, you wind up in the studio with Bruce Springsteen and John Lennon. How did you establish credibility with those people? And he just says, this is very, um, this is something that's echoed a lot in a lot of these biographies that I read of entrepreneurs. Is it's focusing on service, the service of the customer. So he says, you were there to help make their project better. Part of that is caring as much about their music as they do. If they are allowing me in this room, then I'm going to do as much as I can to be of service to them. He talks about, like, what is his motivation to work so hard? Like, why did he want to become, start all these businesses and, and do everything he was doing? He says, I wasn't cool. I wanted to be cool. I wanted a better life. I wanted money. I didn't want to be a longshoreman. That's what his dad was. It was that simple. Um, he says, I knew very little about the music business. All I knew was that at my previous job, I was getting paid by the hour. In my new job as a producer, I was getting paid with royalties. And then he talks about, there's nothing like your first hit. Uh, his first hit was a song by Patti Smith called Because of the Night. I actually linked if you want to watch the music video. Um, and he says, uh, it was an incredible moment. That one song changed my life. So why uh, he was asked, why did uh, you decide to switch from producer to record label owner? And he says uh, he found somebody else that was already doing that. And he, and he, and he realized, he said, David Geffen had just sold his record company. I said to myself, he kind of does the same thing I do, but he's making a lot more money. <laughs> So he was following the money in that case. Uh, he starts this record company called Interscope, becomes one of the most successful record companies of all time. In the first three years, Interscope Records had Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre. He talks about his management style, which I love. He says the artists get to do exactly what they want, no compromise. He said he never went down and talked to them about their music at all, ever. Uh, he Things started to change. Uh, one reason he wanted to switch from a record 
uh, label owner to more to like building products, doing different things is Napster. He says Napster changed everything. I didn't like the way the record industry was handling it. I just decided to build something else. I wanted to build businesses with our artists. That's how Beats by Dre got started. Then he talks a little bit about maybe this is just part of his personality. He says, I like to pivot. I get complacent and bored. I got bored of producing records. Then I got bored of running a record company. And I so I wanted to move on. And this is really interesting. I didn't know. He tried to start a, a music streaming company before any, almost before anybody else. And this was actually before Steve Jobs did it. So he said, before Steve Jobs, you couldn't get the deals done. It was just impossible. So he was, he was not able to get all the different record labels on the same board, negotiate all at the same time. Obviously, Steve solved that problem with iTunes. He says, when I met Steve Jobs and Eddie Q, I said, these are the only guys that can get it done. They understand it and they can get it done. And he talks a little bit about like the state of the music industry today. In his opinion, he says, the music labels need to get more sophisticated in tech. They are banking on everything staying the same. Only, and this is what he learned from his time at Apple since since he was working. I don't know if he's still there, but I know after the Beats acquisition he was there. Only the technology companies are moving at 100 miles an hour. When you're inside a tech, a tech company, you realize how many years out they are planning. And he talks about like Steve Jobs, if he gives you advice on, on your career, what to pursue, he says, you know, find your passion, find something you love doing because that's the only way you're not going to quit and you have to do things for a long time to be good at them. <laughs> Jimmy's kind of like a sadomasochist a little bit. He says, do you still enjoy what you do? And he's like, I don't know if I ever enjoyed it. It is work to me. So he talked about like, you know, it's painful to him. And, but he treated it like work and work is just something you have to do. So I think, again, there's multiple ways. Um, you just have to figure out which works best for you. But in case of Jimmy's like, you know, I didn't, I never loved it. I just do it because I have to do it. And he has this, this insane drive that's, that's internal. Who knows where those that comes from, you know? Um, he says his most... Oh, so now I get to his... In my opinion, his most important idea. And he says, turn fear into a tailwind instead of a, a headwind. Fear is as powerful as the force. If you can harness it, it is an asset. So before I continue that quote, what he's talking about here is a lot of people, like, they're afraid of something, so that stops them from doing something, right? So that's what he means by headwind. He's like, no, no, no. Fear is natural, it's natural to the human experience. Use it to propel you forward. So how does he do that? He says, um, you will have a big, big advantage if you're able to harness fear. That has been my whole thing. When I feel fear, I have trained myself to move forward. It's a very simple idea, but very hard to do. The fight is never over with fear. It is never gone. You have to harness it. And then finally, um, do you have any regrets? And Jimmy, if you understand his personality, it's, this is his answer is kind of in line with that. I don't have a rearview mirror. I'm always I was always about what is new, what is tomorrow. I don't look at life like that.